They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini Boys. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini. They're the Combini Boys. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Combini Boys podcast, where your hosts Matt and Mike explore the amazing world of Japanese convenience stores. This week, we're continuing our theme of taking a look at some of the smaller convenience stores around Japan. So just like with Mini Stop and Daily Yamazaki, this week we're taking a deep dive into Hokkaido's pride, Seiko Mart. The Chicky Wars take an unexpected turn when Matt and Mike discover the existence of a mysterious association. We take a look at the scoreboard and pick out our winners and losers, where both newcomers Mini Stop and Daily Yamazaki make an appearance. Finally, Mike reports from the Gemba with a review of an item that just might have to do with the Konbini champion himself, Fami Chicky. Now let's head over to the Konbini. They're the Konbini, they're the Konbini, they're the Konbini boys. Hey, Mike. Hey, Matt, how are you doing? Doing great here, Mike. You know, uh, GameStop frenzy has come to an end, so a little bit down. Lost a little bit of money. Luckily, made it back on Dogecoin, so lesson learned. Always diversify your meme portfolio. How are things going with you, Mike? Well, Matt, things couldn't be better because, um, as I was telling you, you know, right now, Matt, I'm on what they call golden time. And, oh, boy. Um, yeah, uh, Mai Mai and Leo <laughs> are spending the week at Grandma and Grandpa, so I've got oh, a whole boy. week here, yep. and I'm starting... The infamous golden time, and um, you know, Matt, golden time—it's it, a—it's a blessing and a curse. You know, um, you know, you start off, you're feeling great, you got the whole house to yourself, you can do whatever you want. Um, but as you know, that can spiral out of control really fast. Um, and uh, but you know, this time I'm trying to set some like some guidelines. Good. You know, so I'm, that's good. You know, try and you know have at least one meal a day. You know, um, <laughs> Try to take a shower every once in a while, you know, try and wake up and go to sleep each day, you know. Um, yep. And uh, recently, you know, one thing that uh, and I'm glad that I've, I've got you here because, you know, an important thing to have is an emergency contact number. And, um, yes. you know, it's, uh, you know, three days into golden time. It's 4 a.m. You're watching Mike Tyson's you know, greatest <laughs> knockouts. That's when you got to give a call to your emergency contact. And so, Matt, I'm hoping, you know. If I put out the call, you can you can pull me back in and make sure I'm not just a, a desiccated corpse, you know, uh, by the end of this. Absolutely. You know, we talked about you just got to keep that horizon in view, Mike, and, you know, you'll land the plane. It may not be the smoothest landing, but you'll get back down on the ground. So, yeah, very exciting golden time. Wow. Yeah, I'll check in on you. Okay, Mike, so... Speaking of golden time, it's time to talk Konbini here, yeah. and uh, this week we have another exciting show where we step into yet another B-tier Konbini, Mike, for those who can't see us, we're both at Seiko Mart, ladies hey. and gentlemen, hey yeah. Seiko Mart, Seiko Mart, uh, based in Hokkaido, B-tier Konbini, last week we are at Mini Stop, the week before we are at Daily Yamazaki. Actually, I think I mixed up the order there. So we're checking out not just the big three, not just the Family Marts, not just the 7-Elevens, not just the Lawsons, but now we're taking a deep dive into the lower tier Konbini and very happy to be here at Seiko Mart. So we're going to talk a little bit about the history, the background of the convenience store, as well as feature some of their specialty food and beverage. So, uh, Mike, I think you're going to walk us through a little bit of the background of Seiko Mart. 
That's right. And, you know, at, at the start, I'd just say that you and I, you know, um, since we started this podcast, Seiko Mart has been a sort of a point of contention for us. Um, yeah, that's right. You know, uh, when we were sort of looking in one of our first episodes for what is the best, uh, you know, fried chicken at the Combini, yeah. we came across this this dreadful Reddit yeah. thread. Um, yeah. And uh, throughout that thread, you know, the people just bashing the, the family chicky and... You know, a lot of people were saying Seiko Mart has the best fried chicken. And so I think... the most upvoted upvoted comment in the thread. Yeah, Seiko yeah. Mart. And so I think we both have a little bit of bias. We're, we're kind of skeptical of Seiko Mart because, you know, these people who obviously don't know a damn thing about the Combini... <laughs> Are saying it's great, so who knows? But um, all right, Matt, let's you know, let's let's take a deep dive in here. So, like you were saying, we're turning our eyes north this week. Um, so uh, you know the g- geography of Japan. You've got the main island Kanto in the south. You've got Kyushu. You've got Okinawa. In the mid part of Japan, you've got uh, Shikoku Island, um, and then up north, you've got the Great Plains of Hokkaido, and. Uh, what makes Seiko Mart unique? Um, one of the like main things that makes it unique is that it's not just uh, based in Hokkaido, but also, I mean, almost specifically uh, in Hokkaido. Yeah. So Seiko Mart was uh, founded in 1971 in Sapporo in Hokkaido. Mm. Um, that's where the home base is today as well. And they have about, uh, last check was 1,170 stores majority of those are in Hokkaido. I mean, like almost all of them. They have a few in the Kanto area, 82 in Ibaraki. I, I don't know why Ibaraki, but um, for the most part, when you're talking about Seiko Mart, you're talking about Hokkaido. Hmm. Um, Seiko, uh, which means success in Japanese, um, Seiko. Um, and also, it uh, the so those are the characters for success in Japanese, Seiko. But also, the first CEO of Seiko Mart's name also had two characters that can be oh, pronounced wow. Seiko. So again, you know, puns, you know, puns. sort of forming the backbone of Japanese culture yet again. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Seiko Mart, the, the parent company, is, is called Sekoma. Um, and, uh, you know, they mostly manage their uh, convenience stores. But they're also, you know, a group uh, company that not just um, runs the convenience stores, but they also do all of the like production and um, logistics for uh, the, the foods that they, hmm. they create. Sorry, I said all, but maybe not all, but um, they have a bunch of uh, suppliers, um, you know, for uh, dairy, for like fisheries, for vegetables. They're all like pr- um, sort of managed under the, hmm. this one uh, Sekoma group. Also, it's kind of like a, um, we looked at uh, Daily Yamazaki. We said it was kind of like a mix between like a bakery and a convenience store. Mini Stop was like a fast food shop and a mini store. I'd say that um, Seiko Mart almost feels something almost like a, a little bit of a, like a grocery store um, mm. mix into a convenience store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I saw something where, you know, like in supermarkets, if they're, uh, they're fresh produce or they're fresh foods, um, if it gets a little late, then they actually uh, discount them. They bring out the seal, and uh, mm. you can you can buy those late at night. So, um, so yeah, you know um, that sort of like describes sort of the gist of Seiko Mart, the company. I think Matt, you're going to give us a little bit of a deep dive into the sorts of foods that th- that we can find there. That's right, Mike. So uh, I'm going to share a little bit about Seiko Mart's food here. And the first place I want to head, Mike, 
mm-hmm. is where I'm already at. This is Hot Chef, okay? So what are we talking about when we talk about Hot Chef? This is <laughs> not exactly a hot box. This is a whole hot section yeah. at Seiko Mart. This is not at a counter. This is actually mm-hmm. a self-serve hot box. And oh, Seiko wow. Mart started it in 1994. So this is a relatively recent development in the context of the full history of Seiko Mart. And what you're going to see inside of Hot Chef are a few core items. You're going to see some onigiri, which is pretty interesting. Mm. We're talking about hot onigiri here, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. We're also talking about katsudon, okay? Mm. You're talking about fried chicken in a bucket. This isn't Mm. a chicky. This is like chicken nuggets, kind of like kataage style. You got katsu kare. You got mm. buta don. You got mm. franks and some other chicken stuff. Now, wow. what makes Hot Chef pretty interesting here is these items are actually made in store. They make the rice in the Seiko Marts. Oh. They actually claim to form the onigiri in store. So those onigiri inside wow. the Hot Chef are actually shaped in store. And they fry the uh, katsukare, the katsudon, the, the chicken, the potatoes. They claim to do all of that in store. Oh, so wow. uh, this is sort of like a fresh take on hot food. Now, maybe the most interesting thing they have going on today is the butter croissant. And the reason Ooh. this is maybe the most interesting... By the way, there's Hot Chef and then there's Hot Chef Bakery, okay? And Hot oh. Chef Bakery, this is even more recent than Hot Chef, so not all Seiko Marts have Hot Chef Bakery. In fact, not all Seiko Marts have Hot Chef, okay? So this is still mm. in deployment uh, mm-hmm. 20 or so years later. But um, the butter croissant... They actually import frozen croissant dough from France, and they have a specialty steam convection oven that makes these croissants in store. So this is a primo item here. So um, no doubt, Hot Chef, this is sort of the main distinct feature on the Seiko Mart food front. Mm Mm-hmm. And just to give you a sense of some of, they they have some kind of premium items as well. This week, in fact, they're releasing a Hokkaido specialty salmon dish. So this is a donburi bowl. Half is covered with salmon eggs or ikura, and then half is covered with salmon, just meat, salmon Mm. fish. Looks outstanding, actually, if I do say so myself. Mm. And then they have onion consomme fried chicken. Little dusting of onion consomme on some chicken Mm. nuggos. Boy, those do look <laughs> damn good. All right, let's move on here. Another interesting point about Seiko Mart, price point seems to be a thing. Now, Mike, you already mentioned that in the evenings, they will discount their products. Now, I don't think 7-Eleven Family Mart Lost could actually ever do that because every night there'd just be a chaos. Just, I mean, you would need a police force the size of, uh, who knows? You'd need half, half the Japanese population enrolled in the military to keep that under control. <laughs> Now, Seiko Mart, Limited Hokkaido, you can pull something like that off, I guess. I did look at prices, and uh, to give you a sense here, you can get a hot carbonara oh. for 110 yen. What? Ooh, yeah, and volume's pretty good. So uh, that's actually a magnitude less than something out of 7-Eleven or Family yeah. Mart, right? All right, mm-hmm. speaking of price point, and also a distinctive food and beverage feature we're going to the wine section mike believe it or not seiko mart has a robust 
wine selection. And they have a few oh, key points wow. when they talk about their wine, okay? <laughs> they promote that they have delicious wine, lots of kinds, and a reasonable price. Okay. They have wines as cheap as 500 yen. Okay, at Seiko Mart. Now, not only that, they do have recommended pairings, and I do want to walk through a couple of these. For instance, you want to pair your fried chicken with a nice wine? Well, you want to look at the G-Series Karume Neiru. Okay, outstanding. And then say, hey, you picked up some potato salad. Well, then you want to pair that with some Franco Ani. I don't even know what that is, but hey. You can yeah. pair sparkling wine with your potato salad. Wow, that is outstanding. <laughs> Last point here about wine, Mike. You can actually buy a 10-set bottle of wine out of Seiko Mart, their what? online retail business, for 4,500 yen. That's 450 yen per bottle, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. Yeah. Whew. So, yeah, really interesting. A lot of wine action going on. Hot chef, amazing prices. Got to say, I'm pretty damn impressed with Seiko yeah. Mart, Mike, on the food and beverage front. Yeah, no, me too. Um, I, I, I got to be honest. When we were digging in and taking a, a deeper look, the fact that they have all of these uh, suppliers that they have under their wing and their, you know, it really seems amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, I think now we're going to actually take a look at some uh, some items that we we picked up that we thought were nice from uh, Seiko Mart. That's right. So let's take a look here, Mike. Let's uh, let's head over to yours first. Let's see what mm-hmm. you got here. Ooh, yep. ooh. Oh, I love this. Mm. Yeah, Matt. This is um. This is not just one item. This is the Choco Fair. This is a PDF flyer we've got here. Of course, Valentine's Day coming up. But oh, right. one thing that that I was noticing when they were talking about their suppliers, you know, dairy. Dairy is a big thing up in Hokkaido. And so, like you were saying with those croissants, um, you know, which doesn't, I don't think, (laughs) I guess it's butter, but I I don't know. But, um, you know, their desserts, you know, I think uh, are pretty strong as well. And I was just looking at some of these. This Choco Fair has got me pretty pumped up. And Matt, if you can zoom down in the lower left corner, we've got a Gado Chocolat there. And that's, (laughs) Matt, Hey, that's not a bad price point from what we've been seeing. That's 12 bucks. That's 12 bucks. I mean, it is 12 centimeters by four centimeters, you know, but from what we've seen, this is a, this is a, this is a steal. This is a, this, you better get out there and get this because you're not going to find another price like this. Yeah, Mike, I actually saw the same thing earlier uh, this morning. Yeah, this cake, it looks almost like a souffle. So it, it looks very light and fluffy. It's mm-hmm. dusted with uh, powdered sugar and then even, what, a little mound of whipped cream there, two strawberries, 1,200 yen. Now it does say it's four centimeters tall, which is <laughs> roughly two inches. Now, the photography here, I mentioned this on Twitter, whoever's doing their graphic design should probably work for Marvel Studios because this thing looks like it's close to three, four feet tall. You put a toothpick up against that thing, it's not even going to reach the top but uh, it does look really nice and yeah for 1200 bucks uh i'm sorry 1200 yen that's a that's a fair price considering what we've seen out of uh, lawson daily yamazaki all that stuff mm-hmm. nice choice mike i like this one thank you all right uh let's take a look i also picked out an item mike i too was very impressed with the desserts here um and the one that caught oh, my boy. eye speaking of hokkaido mike mm. melon 
Melon. Ellen Melon Melon. Oh, and um, it's hard to convey how good a primo Japanese melon yeah. is for oh, those yeah. who have never had it. But um, whatever you've, the best thing you've ever had in your life, just double it, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's worth every penny. 80 bucks, sure, take all my money. This stuff's incredible. Now, Hokkaido does have tremendous melon, and what Seiko Mart is doing is they're making a soft-serve Hokkaido melon mm. flavor. Mike, this has 8% fruit juice in it. I don't even know how that works. They manage <laughs> to get the fruit juice in. And, and the shape of this, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, Yeah, I hate to, I hate to say this, but this, this does look exactly like a poop emoji <laughs> in an ice cream cone. <laughs> it's just this perfect swirl. Yeah, perfect creamy swirl, and uh, I did watch. You know, it it's so perfect. I thought that might be a hard crust, mm. keeping it in shape. So I did watch some YouTube videos of people eating this to see if it in fact was soft and creamy. It is, Mike. This is a soft really? and creamy cone wow. that is not a hard shell holding that shape. Yeah, so very impressive out of here from from Seiko Mart. Yeah, man, uh, this is amazing. Yeah, just uh, showcasing their dairy, you know, skills here again and prowess. Um, beautiful, like you said. Even this, uh, the the cap on this ice cream is like perfectly fit that you can even get that little, you know, little the sort of cylinder. That yeah, the nub at the top <laughs> looks great, man. And like you said, the uh, the melon. Let me tell mm. you, ladies and gentlemen, get your hands mm. on a Japanese melon because it is. <laughs> It's nothing like you've ever had before. <laughs> All right, let's see what you got for your second item here, Mike. Oh, All right, the hot yeah. chef. Can you can you start zooming in here? Just start zooming down to that fried chicken, Matt, because this is yep. I know oh, we yeah. talked about we'll talk it. about this. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, Matt. You know what? Like I was saying with that Reddit thread, people talking about this fried chicken, and we were very skeptical. I gotta be honest, something about the way this thing looks right here. It's different. It's not a chicky. This is no chicky. Don't get it don't get it confused. This is a these are chicken nuggets. This is like more like a karage kun, but this is real fried chicken, I can tell. Mm. Um and I was uh, you know, I, I can just imagine. I, I I really can sort of imagine the taste. It's like a karage kun, but mixed with like a, a real, you know, fried chicken. Mm -hmm. um, it looks it looks like like legitimate like um, bits of fried chicken, and I gotta be honest, it I love in the paper cup as well, Matt. I, you know what, I I really kind of want to get up there and try it. I know, you know, our boys the the family chicken, no doubt, he's the king of the combini. You know, won the damn combini tournament. So I'm not even I'm not comparing anything here. I'm just saying, it looks pretty good. I, I don't know what what do you think. It does look pretty good, Mike. You're right. It doesn't look like a karaage kun. It does seem to have some crispy bits on the outside. And uh, like you said, it's not a chicky. It's not one big uh, piece of boneless chicken. And that, yeah, it's almost, is that a paper cup? It's somewhere between a paper, a paper cup and a cup. paper yeah. bucket. You know? Yeah. It almost has like a KFC feel to it. Yes. Yes. Um, so as much as I want to uh, hate what I'm looking at because of the slander on that Reddit uh, that comment thread, it does look pretty damn good. So uh, yeah, I too, Mike. Next time I'm in Japan, first place I'm going, straight to Hokkaido to pick up yep. some hot chef fried chicken out of Seiko Mart. <laughs> All right, here's my last one here, Mike. Um, 
I already oh, talked about this a little boy. bit, Mike, but Seiko Mart also has an online retail business, so I'm going a little off convenience here. But yeah, mm. this is a 10-set wine kit wow. for 4,580 yen here, Mike. And the diversity here, you have reds, you have whites, you have sparkling, you have dry, you have sweet. This is maybe the best wine deal you can get. Wine clubs becoming increasingly popular. In fact, I briefly joined the Wall Street Journal Wine Club, which actually was a pretty good experience, but I'm glad I left it because I was a member of the Wall Street Journal Wine Club and it was horrible. <laughs> this is a wine club I could get behind, Mike. Um, the deal is just incredible. $45. I mean... I've never seen this at a convenience, let alone like anywhere in Japan. Um, and, you know, um, yeah, just to kind of come back to what we we're saying, visiting Seiko Mart um, today, you know, is, is almost sort of pushed the, pushed the envelope for me on what a convenience could be. And I, I, yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm really happy to see it because, um, you know, this is, it seems like they're doing something good up north. I just want to point out one item really quickly before we leave here. This is a uh, canned cocktail they're claiming is 100% fruit juice. Uh, it's a Mekon Sour. It says 100% fruit juice in big fonts on the cover, but it does have al alcohol in it, so I'm a little bit... I don't, I don't exactly know how that works. One can, this is uh, 24 cans for uh, 4,200 yen, so it's pretty pretty, a little over two bucks for, for a can there. A I, two bucks for so pretty, is pretty that, I'm a little skeptical of that. Yeah. I wonder if they're saying of the fruit juice in this, one yeah. <laughs> that is one hundred percent real fruit juice. I guess yeah, right, right. But I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just Mekon juice and alcohol. In and which alcohol. case <laughs> that sounds like a uh, screwdriver, right? That's a hell of a product right there. All right. Yeah. So uh, that wraps up Seiko Mart. Mike, I got to tell you, um, we've been to Daily Yamazaki. We've been to Mini Stop. We've been to Seiko Mart. For me, it's some, you know, if I had to go to one of those three, it'd probably be Seiko Mart at this point. Like you said, they're kind of pushing the envelope of what a convenience can be. Very impressed with the hot chef. Very impressed with the wine selection. Discounted items in the evening. You can't yeah. beat that. You can't beat that. So uh, very impressed. Yeah. Yeah, all in all, yeah, I, I I think I agree of the three that we visited so far, it would be Seiko Mart for me. And the fact that it's, you know, up there in Hokkaido, you can't just you can't just go to it unless you're in Ibaraki for some reason, I'm not sure. But um, you know, gives it that you know, added little bit of a, you know, adventure to uh to it as well. All right. So, uh that wraps up our deep dive into Seiko Mart. Mike, now it's on to of course the Chicky Wars. Uh oh, this yeah. week we have something special queued up here. Um, so there are no new chickies out of any of the Kanbini this week. However, there is something maybe even more important than yeah. that. And Mike, yeah. this this uh, was brought to our, our attention because Family Mart is uh, re releasing a karaage. Uh-huh. Uh, from a company called Moriyama, and they're saying that this particular karaage, uh, by the way, it's a it's a uh, salt and garlic flavor karaage. This is a five-time consecutive winner in the Shio Dade division of the karaage Grand Prix. 
Now, Mike, we've seen Grand Prix on the podcast before. We saw it sure. out of uh, the, I think it was the Cheese Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. And then I believe there was an Onigiri Grand Prix out of Lawson. That's right. That's right. So we thought, what is this Kata'age Grand Prix? Uh, mm-hmm. And Mike, we did a little bit of research. Uh, what, what did we find out here? So we found out, Matt, that um, apparently, unbeknownst to us, <laughs> there's actually a Kata'age Association in Japan. <laughs> Which is very active, um, and sorry, just karaage again. It's just fried chicken balls, yeah. Um, Japanese fried chicken balls, and yeah, uh, there's this, an association. It seems like they're well funded. Um, they have all types of product projects going on. They've got like the karaage nisto is like the uh, the person who represented karaage the best this year. Or um, they have, you know, like the karage um, girls who are like this kind of like, you know, cute girls that are representing karage. I don't know, Matt. I was blown away. I thought, you know, we know if if anybody's a karage nisto, I mean, you're looking at them right now. It's you and me, right? We read a little bit about the association, Mike. Indeed. I think we should become honorary members of the Karaage Association. They say the key point to becoming, like you said, Mike, a Karaage Nist is to be able to adequately express the deliciousness of fried chicken, to spread the the love of this tremendous food. Now, there is a written test you need to take in order to become a Karaage Nist, but if you pass, you actually receive a formal card, a formal card <laughs> proving that you are officially a member of the Karaage Association. Not only that, Mike, they have another level. They have a gold Karaage Nist card. And it's gold, Mike, they say, because it represents the beauty of frying oil. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Just picture... The last time you saw a pool of hot frying oil and how beautiful it was. Majestic. You get that gold card. And even they have little stickers that you can put on your actual business card. Oh, my God. To encourage conversation with the person you're passing your business card to. Because undoubtedly they're going to ask, hey, what is this uh, Karaganis? Well, let me tell you all about it, sir. So uh, there's, like you said, Mike, they're incredibly active. In fact, the Karaage Grand Prix for 2021, uh, they've just closed their entry period, and they'll be going through a series of tests, mm-hmm. uh, both written and uh, tasting, I understand. And then they'll right. announce winners in April. Yeah, well, um, you know, it's exciting to find out about this association. If any of our listeners have any connections, you know, like try and let's... <laughs> Let's get together. You know, we've got some ideas as well. If there's anything that we want to promote, I mean, it's it's karaage. It's, you know, chickies, you know. Um, Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, no, this was an exciting uh, thing to learn about. And uh, we're going we're gonna to definitely, definitely keep our eye on the uh, karaage association. Yeah, we got to check out when that next test is. <laughs> All right, Matt. Well, um, well, that wraps up the Chicky Wars. And you know where we're going next, Matt. It's the scoreboard. Um, this week, I'm going to hit you with some numbers. We got a bunch of new names on, on the scorecard, this the scoreboard this week. So here, I'm going to give you the numbers. Family Mart with 44. Lawson, 39. 7-Eleven, 107. Mini Stop with 24. And Daily Yamazaki with 8 items. 
Any thoughts? Yeah, Mike. Uh, it looks like the big three are finally into the swing of things. Lawson playing right in that 30 to 40 space. Family Mart a little low, cooking at 44, but not totally out of whack there. 7-Eleven finally breaches the century mark at 107. Congratulations. Great to see you back up top. Mini Stop 24. We're still getting a feel you know, for how, how much mini-stop releases per week. Daily Yamazaki at 8. Mike, I got to believe, I don't know if that's because low output or because their uh, scanner broke down for uploading images to their website. It could be, uh, you know, they're probably on a 56K modem uploading things to their incredibly crappy website. So I don't actually know if that number is real. We'll see what happens next week. Yeah, yeah. All right, Matt. Well, um, as always, we picked up our losers and winners for the week. Um, Let's just kick it off with your loser for the week, as always. And um, so here we go. Matt's loser for the week. And boom. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. So, um, yeah, Mike, what we're looking at here is a hash beef Man out of Lawson. If you could zoom in on that, Mike. So, of course, this is a Niku Man. Now, sure. <laughs> oh, this God. Oh. Actually, looks. It, this has so much potential. <laughs> so much potential. We're talking hash beef with the demi glaze sauce. Chopped up beef, stewed for hours. Demi glaze sauce. But then. But then some rogue son of a bitch had to go and put sour cream in there, Mike. There is a dollop. Not even a dollop. That thing looks like it was pumped in with a pastry bag. <laughs> sour cream, ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Heated up in the hot box. I have no idea wh- how this went so off mm. off the rails. I mean, mm. it had such a good thing going with the hash beef. Again, the demi clay sauce, Mike. Mm. And then somebody said, let's put some sour cream in there. God almighty. Oh, Matt, you know, um, I think I've said before that, you know, one of my comforts in this in this world is uh, Mons. You know, you get in yeah. there, they got the hot yeah. box, you get it out, yeah. it's steaming hot, and you bite in because you know inside there you've got just all goodness. Mm. Well, this this one's giving me nightmares. I imagine you get that one out, you take a bite, your oh. first, the first instant, you know, that first, yeah. you get that demi glaze sauce, mm. and then you're, and then as you proceed in that next instant, you just get a a mouthful mm. of that goo there. Um, Matt, mm. this is a travesty. Uh, it's it's just a shame, you know. Um, I, I hate when they do the mon like this because, mm. like I said, it, it's a comfort not just to to you and me, but I mean to to people all over the world. And, um, and it's a good point, Mike, because they don't mention the sour cream in the title of this. They just call it the hash beef mon. And so you're going to yeah. bite into that thing thinking you're just getting hash beef. No, mm. you're getting some sour cream in there, too. So that's a landmine. Sour. Watch out. Oh, God. Bad. All right. Well, hey, I'm going to gonna go on to my loser then. That's quite a loser, but I, I, th- I, I, have, a, I have a loser as well, Matt. Um, so... <laughs> You know, just like Mini Stop last week, this week we got Daily Yamazaki on the scoreboard for the first time. I thought we got to give him its knocks, and um, Matt, it wasn't really hard. You could have just picked any eight of these items. I mean, they didn't have a great output this week. Um, Matt, what we're looking at here, um, if you can tell, I, I wouldn't know I what this know is if someone showed it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try to explain. This is apparently the cheese white 
Okonomiyaki. Mm. Um, so Okonomiyaki, just as a refresher, it's um, shredded uh, uh, cabbage, and then it, it's made into a pancake. It usually has like egg and um, like usually some pork or something inside of it. It's a really great uh, food um, out of Osaka. Uh, we, we've we've introduced it before, but. Um, First off, this looks nothing like okonomiyaki. <laughs> if, if someone didn't say it was okonomiyaki, I have no idea. To our podcast listeners, what we're looking at is there's a black, looks like plate of some sort. I'm not sure. And then on oh, top of that, you just got like a, just somebody like dumped uh, a, a yellow, like bright yeah. yellow. Yellow, yeah. Cheese, I guess this is. But it's white on okonomiyaki. Okonomiyaki is not white. I've never heard of this <laughs> phrase before. So I imagine what's inside of there is just like maybe some cabbage. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that is just melted cheese just sort of draped over top of it. And then you have shredded cheese on top as well. Oh. Um, Matt, I, I don't know. This just doesn't seem practical or good in any way. I, I don't know. What, what do you think? No, Mike, a couple of, a couple of thoughts here. First, it says, the, I think the white comes, it has a cabanara sauce on top. Oh boy, that's what's going on. <laughs> on an okonomiyaki. On an okonomiyaki. <laughs> oh, God almighty. And the yellow tinge here, I gotta believe, <sighs> again, Daily Yamazaki, the camera's gotta be broken because a lot of their items actually have this yellow hue to them. And I... I I gotta believe their equipment is just faulty. There's no, these products don't look like this. You're right. There's no way something could be this color. That's a good point. This is well. There's an also an onigiri color. up there that's very yellow as well. A lot of, like there's yeah a lot of yellow. <laughs> yeah, most of the stuff on the website has this weird yellow hue to it. So I think yeah. I think it's faulty equipment. That's a good point. That's a good point. Well. All right, if anybody if anybody gets this and they can let us know the real color, please let us know cuz it is a mystery right now, but um yeah, so that's my loser for this week. Daily Yamazaki, step it up. You got a long way, you know, uphill because this is this is going to be tough to ever get up there. But um all right, Matt, enough with that. We got two big losers and now we're going into the winner section. So, Matt, I'm going to give it to you first. What is your winner for this week? All right, Mike, this is out of mini stop, okay? And what we're looking at is a pork curry, okay? Mike, you want to zoom in on that (laughs) for me? Yes, I do. So this is is a bowl of curry here, everybody, and I can't describe adequately. This looks like a mudslide landed in a plastic bowl with chopped pork on top. This thing is maybe the dirtiest diaper we've seen on the podcast. This is just pure sludge, okay? Oh, yeah. This is, uh, this came out of a concrete truck churning <laughs> for days and days, and then it was slowly poured out into a into a plastic bowl, and you heat that boy up, and mm, you oh, better boy. clear your calendar because, whoo, you don't know what's coming after you eat this thing. It does look really good. The chopped pork on top looks nice. It's big yeah. chunks, that mm-hmm. rich curry sauce. Now, interesting here, Mike, the curry covers the whole bowl. They don't do yeah. the half. There's no line. There's no division between the white rice and the curry. They just yeah. slathered it on there. So uh, this mm, mini stop, I like it. Yeah, yeah. good work. Great to see mini stop on the, the winners, you know. Yeah. 
checking in for a winner here on its second week on the scoreboard. So congratulations. I agree. Great pickup here, Matt. Um, a couple things, well, you just described it, but some things that stuck out to me. Yeah, that pork, that is not just a little you know, sliver of pork. They got some real chunks in there. Mm-hmm. And they look pretty damn good. And um, I also like the color of this curry. You know, sometimes you get the, that too dark almost yeah. um, color yeah. to it, and it's a little bit it's a little bit scary. But this is the perfect brown. You know, this is the brown you want to see when you're when you're getting a curry. <laughs> and um, yeah, and again, a mystery if there is rice down there. We don't know. I am. I imagine they've got to be. You know, got to be so, rice um, down there. Yeah. Yeah, no, it would be impossible. So, um, Matt, great pickup. Love it. And, uh, yeah, again, congrats to Mini Stop. All right, Matt. Well, going on to my winner this week, and uh, here we go. Ooh. All right, Matt. I got to be honest. Um, you know, uh, oh, boy. I, um, I'll be honest. This week I, I, I struggled a little bit. Nothing really stuck out to me too much. Mm-hmm. And then... You know, this is just right in my sweet spot. So, you know, I'm a shoe maniac. I'm a shoe lover. Um, And uh, Matt, what this is, is coming out of Lawson. The Hobo Hobo Cream (laughs) Shoe. Chocola. Look, I'll tell you what this is. This is a shoe cream, but Mm. there's some distinct features to this shoe cream. On top, you have finely ground chocola, some chocolate Mm. on top of this this pastry and then inside Mm. you have the white cream okay Mm. fair enough but then Mm. you have a layer of what looks to be just incredibly soft almost like chocolate mousse style super soft chocolate filling um Mm. matt i don't know i don't have much else to say you know i love shoe and this just looks freaking amazing no, Mike, I I too took a long, hard look at this one. It looks outstanding. And I got to tell you, I'm so impressed with what they've managed to pack into the shoe dough. It's so light and delicate. They're really testing the structural integrity of that dough by packing. Like you said, Mike, this is a mix of some kind of mousse or pudding or something with the whipped cream on top and then that dust of shokura on top again Lawson demonstrating yet again that its sweets game is on a whole nother level great choice mike yeah all right matt well that wraps us up for the scoreboard this week so um next week Hopefully we're going to be seeing some Seiko Martin. I wouldn't be surprised after the uh, you know the glowing reviews we gave it this week. But um, all right, Matt, that that wraps us up for the scoreboard this week. All right, so now it's on to uh, my favorite segment each week. That's at the Gemba with Mike. The Gemba, of course, the place where the action happens. Mike, you're in Japan where the all, all the action is. What do you have to review for us this week? All right, Matt. Well. Um, you know, I got I got a big one. I, I got one that I've been putting off for a while, and we, we got to talk about. So let me just throw it up on the screen here. So Matt, you know, a couple oh. weeks ago this came mm. out. Mm-hmm. This was a big mm-hmm. one. You know, Twitter was alive with uh, with chatter about this one, <laughs> and for good reason. You know, this mm. is the Fami Chicky Buns. It's just a buns, ladies. It's a bun, ladies and gentlemen. But it's not just any bun. This is a bun that you put. Mm. Your fammy chicky inside. So you make it into a fammy chicky sando. And as you can see, Matt, 
it has some tartar tartar sauce. And you know yeah. how I've been with the tartar tartar recently, you know. You know, I was talking about it last week. You know, I'm a Long John Silver boy. It's right. well established <laughs> now. And um, but Matt, all right, let me let me just cut to the chase. You know, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give it four stars. Wow, four stars. Yeah, and this is just a bun, you know. But but what goes inside it is what's so important. So the bun itself was nice, super soft. the The reason I don't give it five stars is because they said tartar sauce, but really, Matt, this was this was just like a scrape of tartar sauce. And mm. you know, you buy it and you open it up, and it's not even like spread out evenly. Mm. It's like just like one little dab of of tartar sauce. So that was really disappointing. But the important thing is what you put inside it. And I mean, you're just eating the family chicky. So like, yeah, I can't really, right. you know, right. it's, it's hard to not give this anything, you know, less than four stars. Um, and it was, it was nice, you know, it, it was like a uh, chicken patty from heaven. Um, the tartar sauce was, was okay. You know, it was a nice little compliment. And um, yeah, I think you would, I think you would have been uh, uh, satisfied. Yeah, and this is a shot across the bow of Lawson, of course, who's had their El Chicky bun out for oh, yeah. some time. Family Mart trying to one-up them by putting sauce on it, in this case tartar sauce, like you said, Mike. But yeah, disappointing that it's just a scrape. They're stingy mm-hmm. with the tartar sauce. Maybe worthwhile to try the Tade Chicky, a.k.a. the Tadu Tadu yeah. Family Chicky on that, mm-hmm. which has tartar sauce stuffed inside. So maybe that would satisfy your Long John Silver craving. <laughs> um, but yeah, hard to hard to give anything with family chicken in it less than four stars. Right, right. I agree. And, it, you know, it's not like the other, uh, you know, family chickies where they're actually trying to alter the flavor of it. You know, this is just like, yeah. you know, it's just you're putting the boy in there. <laughs> And he's going to perform. I mean, there could be anything. I got to be honest. They might not even have eaten, needed that tartar sauce. You know, just just give it the bun. The you know, bun. a different way to hold it and eat it. I mean, that's uh, yeah. that's pretty much all you need. But um, yeah, Matt, so that uh, that wraps up the Gemba this week. Um, and um, that wraps up, I think, pretty much uh, this show for the week. Uh, it's been a quick one. Yeah, it's been, uh, man, these are flying by episode 41 in the can. I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, be sure to rate us and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, also, you can check us out on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like our videos, and be sure to check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We're especially active on Twitter. If you have a convenient memory or convenient composition, you can leave it at anchor.fm slash boys. Or if you're in the U.S., you can dial 617-453-8207. So thanks again, everybody, for listening. And Mike, I'll see you at the convenient. See you at the convenient, Matt.